Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? It's another Wednesday night. Thanks for staying up with us here on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube and all the other channels that this is going out to. I am your host, Justin the Bar. Alongside with the owner and proprietor of Wrestling Inc., Raj Geary. Raj, happy Wednesday night to you. Happy Wednesday night to you as well. How's it going? It's going well. Um, a lot of exciting stuff going on in the world this week uh, to talk about uh, wrestling and otherwise. And uh, don't 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 be scared. I know everybody's freaking out right now. You should see these two talking heads. Matt Morgan will be joining us, should be joining us, uh, be in, joining a matter, us. in a matter of moments. So uh, we didn't want to keep you waiting any longer. So we felt that we'd get things going and Matt can do the run-in. Uh, when he gets to the gorilla position, uh, Raj, overnight, uh, you know, overall for tonight, I mean, you got go home for AEW pay per view this Saturday, NXT. There's no real end in sight of what the next pay per view or booking is. Um, of course, you're just, the whole world's distracted this week by politics. I mean, this this was kind of a eh week. Yeah, it seemed like, uh, which is weird because it's a it's a go home pay per view week for AEW, but it did feel like both shows kind of. Knew their ratings are going to be hurt this week, there and try not to put too much out there. Um, but again, you know, AEW does have a pay per view, but you know, uh, the Gun Club was in the main event, so uh, you know, it 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 it, it, it felt like a, a very easily missable week of wrestling tonight. Yeah, NXT not bad. Again, good entering action. That's kind of their mo, but. Yeah, not a lot that you had to tune in live and that you couldn't get the same satisfaction of of, of just checking out a, a recap video on YouTube or watching a podcast like this. AEW, I would say it was one extreme or the other as they're building to this. These what, what on paper is a great lineup. But when you watch some things tonight, there was either some major head scratchers in how they did the final build for some angles and matches or there was like, holy shit, they just knocked it out of the park there. So. Uh, a, a really drastic one end or the other, in my opinion, that we'll cover here on AEW in, in just a moment. Yeah, I mean, in, in some ways, they have two of their their biggest matches that they can they can make with FTR versus the Young Bucks, which was a, a dream match, you know, six months ago, and uh, Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. But uh, I just feel like the build hasn't been the build hasn't been there. Like it, it I, I feel like they kind of dropped the ball on it. Yeah, Omega versus. Omega vs. Hangman Page. I mean, I like the sit downs. I like the fact that it felt a little more authentic with Shivani and, and Jim Ross, respectively. It wasn't as campy as how WWE does their my guest at this time, or or you know Charlie Caruso acting like you know she's Bob Woodward on the, on the investigation to track down these people. I like the sincerity and, and again, all, you know, just genuine feeling these sit downs had. But then, as we'll talk about, the two actually were in the ring at the same time to come to the aid of their friends, and they like fist bumped and meanwhile they're trying to give us video packages and like sell us on like this big deal that these former tag team partners are in the finals for who's going to be a number one contender it was just it, it really feels like there's like some of the guys who are like got some booking ideas on paper and then maybe tony has an idea and then maybe some other producers are also like it feels like 
th there's three different plans, and all three plans are happening simultaneously on TV because, hey, we just let it all go to TV. Yeah, I think at some point, uh, I feel like uh, Tony's got to get in there and just be like, this isn't helping our talent the best. Like when, when I look at Miro and, and the stuff they're doing with him, you know, uh, feuding over video games and things like that. At some point, it's like, I get that's what you want to do, uh, but that's not the best thing for you. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just feel like, uh, these, these two matches, uh, in particular, I felt, I thought, uh, should be a lot, they should feel a lot bigger than they feel right now. Yeah. Uh, our first, we go. first super chat of the night, uh, Justin Lopez, $2. Thank you very much on paper. It's a better card than all out was. And, uh, I could probably agree with that on paper. Yeah. On paper for sure. And now that. joining us and still and still <laughs> What's up guys? <laughs> no, How are you? no. Yeah, well, yes, I won my reelection here in Longwood for Longwood City Commission Thank you. But uh here in Longwood in the month of May, we rotate the mayorship amongst the five of us commissioners. Um so in May I got elected to mayor for my fellow commissioners, May 2019. And then May 2020, I wanted to be a man of my word, give it off to one of my fellow commissioners who I never had a chance doing it yet. And they reelected me again. And I was like, all right, I'll get us through COVID. But like, hopefully by September, we're through COVID a little bit better, fingers crossed, right? And uh, we were. So I uh, nominated one of my fellow commissioners, Richard Drummond, who never had a chance doing it. And uh, so now he would be the mayor. We all five of us, it's different in our city. We're all equal. The mayor has no more say than the other four commissioners. You don't get paid more money, and you don't have any more responsibilities except that you chair the meeting. That's it. So, not to demean the position, but it's the same as the four other commissioners. But uh, and I'm really, still, uh, commissioner. Bottom line, oh. <laughs> you won. <laughs> well, Matt, why did you go off on a take there? Because a lot of people don't know how it works. Yeah, yeah, but I got my seat. I rewon, rewon. I won my uh, seat again for another four years here in Longwood city. I'm insanely passionate about my hometown. So I'm excited. Thank you guys. He's the greatest commissioner since gorilla monsoon was in the midnight. <coughs> for WWF. Uh, congrats, Matt. <laughs> Glad you're... Thank you guys. Thank you. Glad. Uh, and all of that you have going on uh, politically uh, that you're still able to join us here on a Wednesday night. Uh, Matt, we didn't jump into the show. We just kind of gave our overall thoughts, but uh, AEW on the go home edition of dynamite to, of uh, the pay-per-view Saturday, NXT just kind of floating out there. It kind of yeah. felt like both shows kind of felt a little eh tonight. They did both feel a little eh, I'll admit that. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, well, we'll, we'll jump into it uh, piece by piece here. Um, so we start off Dynamite with uh, backstage. We see Chris Jericho uh, and Jake Hager, and uh, Jericho's putting over Hager, who's uh, 3-0 and in his MMA career. Had a big fight, a big win in Bellator last week, so just putting over Hager here for a moment. He's got the battle scars to show it. And then MJF comes in and interrupts quickly along with Wardlow. And basically, uh, the, the summary here is Jericho saying, MJF, you're soft. You're soft. You're not going to actually be able to hang and do what it takes to beat Chris Jericho on a big stage, on a big pay-per-view, uh, and citing MJF that I'm going to show you I am not soft, uh, as he and Wardlow up against Sammy Guevara and Ortiz is first. So uh, setting the stage here, Matt, of, of, of MJF, you got to take it to another level. Yeah, this is a good story. It's a nice, I did like this wrinkle and this layer, because that's what it was. Another layer added to the storyline. 
and in uh, MJF's character, I thought. Yeah. Um, it, it does feel a little soon to be doing MJF versus Chris <coughs> Jericho, in, in my opinion. But, huh. uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I, like, I like what they've done so far. And, and granted, I think this is going to be the first step like the first part of the story like it's uh this is going to be going on for a while so this match is not the end it's the beginning so yeah do you do you guys think that um because here's the thing jared i I agree it's a little soon but mj MJ, chris jericho in my opinion will never be hotter than he is now as major of a star as he feels right now as over as he is right now even though he's a heel I like a heel versus babyface match all the time, normally, right? But envision a babyface Chris Jericho versus a heel MJF. I, I'm sure it'd be amazing, but I don't think it'd be as good as how good Jericho is right now and how much he is worth right now if you can beat him. Yeah, so we'll see. Obviously, the big, the big gimmick here is if if mjf wins he gets to join the inner circle so yeah there's obviously plans this is not the one-off he, the... yeah and he better turn on them or he better uh yeah he better get the whole group to turn on jericho that's the only way i could see him coming out of this storyline better than when he went in yeah i tend to agree i think either you know, yeah, mjf either has to have already have the rest of the guys in his pocket yeah. or they try to go a kevin owens chris jericho type route where mjf is in MJF and Jericho are just become so buddy buddy and, and obnoxious. The rest of the guys are just kind of like looking at a side eyed, and we just wait for the even bigger explosion mm-hmm. later on. So this is so so we have this tag team match here, and uh, it, I'm not going to go through all the play by play. It's a back and forth match. There's a lot of spots. There, there there's cutoffs. There's all the all the normal stuff. Uh, there's one sidebar that happens. Sammy's on the outside, and we see a a, a masked wrestler outside in, in the in the crowd, and it turns out the mask comes off. It's it's Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy throws a chair at Sammy, a la what Sammy did to Matt months ago, and so they you know just kind of are building to the Sammy Matt Hardy thing on the side, and ultimately it leads to the finish, which is MJF gets uh, Ortiz into an armbar, and Ortiz taps out. So MJF gets the victory. He's the one who earns a submission, which that's good. But I got to be honest, going into this, if you, if off the bat you're trying to have Jericho say Matt. Uh, MJF, you're soft. Wouldn't you just want to have this be a thing where it's not even really a match where MJF and Wardlow just grab some weapons, grab some chairs, and just go buck wild and basically just call it a no contest and they just get violent? I didn't like the fact that this match was so competitive and that MJF and Wardlow had to fight up in order to win this. I don't know. Is that just me or am I being picky here? No, I think that's very fair. No, that's a good point, actually. I feel I, I definitely felt a lot of that. I, I I agree 100. percent You know you know what I was thinking of was <laughs> doing something similar to Orton and Lesnar. Remember when Lesnar was just beating oh the ever loving yes. crap out of him on yes. the ground with those elbows, and it was yes. just brutal. Um, something like that. When you when you're told you're soft, you have to be super violent. I feel like, and uh, that that didn't happen here. It didn't. It was the right idea. They just didn't execute it and bring that layer or wrinkle that I was hoping we'd get out of them. Yeah. I mean, you know, the most most aggressive we saw MJF is actually after the match. Uh, he Jericho, who's on commentary for this match and the whole night, uh, we'll, we'll note, uh, as MJF and Wardo are leaving, MJF just charges the commentary desk, dives on Jericho, knocking over the backdrop, and just proceeds to take the punches to him before everybody separates him. So, I mean, you know, I mean, that, this is good. Again, we got we got to feel some aggression. This can't all be... 
oh, we're funny dancing dinner partners. Now we're going to fight for admission to a, a, a faction. This ha- you, you need some aggression. So I'm glad this happened, but uh, I just thought they could have done even more with MJF. But um, I don't know. This is the match I'm most excited for at the pay-per-view, just for what it's meant, what it means in the story, if, if that counts for anything. Do you think they have uh, MJF kind of and the inner circle turn on Jericho this Saturday, or is that the long-term destination? No, I, I think long-term, yeah, I, I think. I agree. Don't don't blow that wad right away. Get, let MJF yeah. get in, let, let him infiltrate, and then you can draw this out. Yeah. It's the, like the rock in the nation. Like, Yeah. Mm. All right, so uh, we get Tony Schiavone <clears throat> doing a sit-down with Kenny Omega at a house. Um, this is, you know, sit down interview, uh, putting over the, the match he's going to have with Hangman Page, of course, the finals for the tournament. And uh, 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 Omega was not old fashioned heel. He was kind of just level headed Kenny. And he, and he says, you know, um, you know, everybody said it's obvious it's me versus Hangman. I don't think it's necessarily obvious. He, you know, he puts over Wardlow and how Wardlow should have had a, had a, had a real shot. And, uh, but he basically says he's the master of tournaments. He wins every tournament he's in. So he's destined to win this tournament and become the next champion. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, I, I think they did a great job with Omega the last couple of weeks, and then tonight yeah. I felt like the, it, it was like two steps back. What about it, though, specifically? The uh, most? Well, well, I think he was getting more interesting, being more heelish, and then right. tonight he's just kind of he's just there hanging out, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, the, the, this uh, since all out this. Uh, Adam Page, Kenny Omega feud, to me, is just kind of, you know, just sputtered. It's, it just hasn't been hot. And uh, They did a good job, though, of developing an entire tournament to feature this storyline, right, as the winners and whatnot, and roll it right into the next layer of their storyline, right? But uh, the protection of Kenny Omega needs to be, like, so much more important to this company. just does. And... Yeah. Um, they're not. They're not doing that. They're not protecting him, whether that's from himself at times. So what? They got to do whatever it takes because we were told he was going to be, you know, the stud. You know, the I, I don't want to call him the AJ Styles of AEW, but I want to say the best wrestler in the world at the time. You know. Yeah, you know, I after this interview was done, was I was like, wrong. okay. I was like, okay, like I, I get, like it's not Kenny's style to be the old-fashioned wrestler who's gonna go, who's gonna scream in the mic and go Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So like, I respected that he was trying to stay true, and he he had a little bit of a of a cockiness to it. So I was okay with it. It's it's what happens later, which we'll get into. That I just thought was like, what are they doing? And so we'll 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 get to that here in a few segments. Uh, but up next, next match we have is the debut singles match in AEW for Miro, mm-hmm. as he goes up against Trent. Uh, of course, we all know the this. Uh, problem between these two groups that's been uh building um again a, a very back and forth heavy match i know you got to give trent some love and respect he you know he went hard in that street fight they had some weeks back against uh yeah. against Ortiz. santana or sorry yeah, yeah. ortiz and santana yeah. and them but again i thought for this supposed to be miro who's supposed to be a big deal and debut singles match it was just again more competitive than i thought miro looked great uh, in the midst we had some distractions with orange cassidy and penelope and um uh, and all that stuff. Ultimately, though, what ends up happening is uh, Miro does get the uh, does get his his submission hold uh, locked in on uh, on Trent, and Trent passes out, and then Miro puts it on again after the match. So uh, Miro 
winning as he should, but like I said, just more competitive than I thought it needed to be. It was. Real quick, um, Raj. Um, He's so physically dominant versus everybody else in this roster. Uh, No offense to Trent. Sorry. Dude, you get get to get steamrolled tonight. Tonight's not your night. That's how this used to be discussed when I would go over matches with certain talents, no matter what level of, uh, of superstar that they were. That is how the agent would go about this. You know, this is Matt's. This is Matt's night. Matt's going up. Ninety percent Matt, ten percent you. And you had to be okay with that. It's business. Um, he's so physically dominant. I just don't get it. I don't get why they would give him. You know, and maybe it's Miro. Maybe Miro needs to be greedier. I don't know. I think in general, there's times in AEW where some guys and decision makers need to be greedier. I feel like there is. I mean, it's nice. To, everybody wants to give back or and help, but I feel like right. there's sometimes there's sometimes there's too much of. Well, hey man, yeah. let me get get some stuff in. It's okay. It and it's hurt, like no, it, it is, and it hurts. But here's the problem: it hurts the overall product of what you're trying to do. If you're trying to get me a roll over, this is not how you do it. I mean, it's booking 101. Any TV show, any movie, when you're you know, you've got a big heel or a big, uh, yep. you know, monstrous kind of guy, yep. whether it's, you know, again, they, I feel like they made that uh, mistake with Lance, uh, Lance Archer, Brian Cage by beating him so quick. Mm-hmm. You want, you, you don't want Undertaker when he comes in to be having great matches. You, you want him to destroy guys, build them up, and then you, you go where you're going to go with them. I just think, uh, and you didn't have it didn't have to be Trent. You could have put Miro in with anyone, but it should have been just a freaking one sided destruction. I, can I tell you why Trent would have been good though still? Because he's a tag team. Yeah. When we grew up, dude, like if B Brian Blair got I don't know why I was using Killer Bees as my examples, guys, <laughs> for tag teams. But great tag team wrestling of the eighties, I think of Bret Hart or you know, or, or the Killer Bees individually. In individual matches, B Brian B Brian Blair versus The Undertaker, right? Brian, you ain't getting but, like, two punches before, you know, you're getting goozled. You know? That's it. Lights out. And that's well, a good thing because they're a tag team, and a tag team functions better as two versus one. It makes sense for him not to be able to handle himself in a singles match with someone that big. Well, great minds think alike because Justin Lopez submits uh, $5 on the Super Chat, and he says, I like Trent, but he's a tag guy. He shouldn't be yes. getting multiple near falls on a guy who could be a main eventer. Trent Ceiling 100%. Good job, TNT Justin. champ. At best, yeah. Um, well, and to the point of, uh, and I'll, I'll kind of use this right here. Uh, Calculon dollar ninety nine mirror should be destroying enhancement guys. Yeah, I was getting ready to say. I watched that bottom line go across the show where they give like the fifteen match recap of of who beat who on on dark the night before. They yeah. are letting so many talents, whether they're under permanent contract or just you know show by show, they have so much talent there in house. There's so many guys you can feed to a guy like a Miro and let them beat and then and let there be shenanigans after the match where there's promos to keep the stuff with he and Trent and whatever live. But right, yeah, right. why have his match be something that's that competitive? I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, uh, I just think um, Miro, you know, uh, I was saying it's too early to say, you know, like a month ago, but now we're at the point where it's it, it hasn't been great. No, it hasn't. Um, I, I mean, again, he he looked good, but in the context, I thought it, it could have been different. But, I mean, I, I still have hopes for him. I still want to see big success. Uh, after the match, again, Miro's trying to keep the move locked in. Um, 
Uh, we see Chuck come out. Uh, we see Sabian come back. Uh, all of a sudden, we see uh, Orange Cassidy. He leaps off the top rope onto both Miro and Sabian. So uh, this is not over yet. Um, all right. Then we get another backstage, or, or not backstage, a pre-taped interview earlier in the day. Jim Ross this time with Hangman Page. Of course, he has a drink in his hand. And uh, Page talking about how uh, you know he, he's had plenty of time to prepare. He knows all of Omega's moves. He knows how to reverse all of them. Um, he, he's drinking, of course, as, as he does. And, and Jim Ross calls him out and says, you know, I think you're nervous. I think you're nervous, and that's that. That's why. That's why you're you're talking the way you are. That's why you're drowning yeah. your sorrows in this. Uh, I, again, I like this. It, it put emotional layers to it this did. match. It did, and this is a great, great usage of Jim Ross. If there ever was one, like this was awesome. Yeah, Paige. I mean, I think Paige is really good. This was, you know, if there were crowds this year, I think he this would have been his breakout uh, year. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know. It, it, it didn't work out that way, but, um, you know, again, I, I, I'd like to see more of the consistency. Some, some weeks he's kind of like, uh, the deer in headlights, like the, you know, uh, the puppy dog lost, he yes. lost his, his buddy and he's sad. And then the other weeks he's this, you know, badass drinker. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Doing, but... the, doing the cowboy shit. Right. Yeah. He's a, he's a cowboy. And, uh, I, I think he's most effective as the cowboy. Yeah. Uh, so next we get an in-ring promo with Taz is out there with Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Basically Taz just uh, shooting on Tony Khan in the office about how they have their ranking system and who gets matches at pay-per-views and title matches. Says how Cage is 10-1 and one, and that one loss isn't really even a loss because he passed out to Moxley. Uh, talks about how Ricky Starks uh, has won the matches he has, and it's not even in the top five. Um, and basically says, uh, you know, uh, he, usually, he he references Cody versus Darby Allen's match, says it's going to be good, but they're both spoiled and entitled, and guarantees an FTW presence at full gear. So basically, kind of basically saying FTW is going to probably interfere and screw and screw up that TNT title match. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, any thoughts to that, or mm-hmm. keep? Keep it going. Yeah. All right. So next up next, we got the Young Bucks versus Private Party. <laughs> Private Party out with Matt Hardy. They're out first. Matt Hardy gets attacked from behind from Sammy Guevara. A little, little payback from earlier in the night. Uh, so this is what we go to break with. So Matt Hardy uh, injured. He's out of the picture. And, of course, it's all building to Sammy and Matt, which uh, is going to be a cinematic match, by my understanding, at the Hardy compound. So, you know, we've seen, we've seen Matt and Sammy be snake-bitten on live TV with stunts. Putting them in a cinematic match, great, because obviously you have multiple takes, you have plenty of time to edit, and this is a specialty that Matt has has, has been the leader of in this in this era, so I think this is going to be uh, good stuff from these guys. Yeah. Um, all right, but we get Young Bucks versus Private Party, and again, uh, you know, back and forth, they're, they're, they're selling how uh, you know, Young Bucks have been hurt in the past by FTR. Ultimately, though, uh, Bucks get the victory, as they should. Yep. via pinfall and then after the match we get FTR back out there FTR's out there they're FTR's uh, getting on the numbers and then all of a sudden we see uh, Omega come out he tries to basically help even the numbers just to get FTR and crew to back out uh, back off and then here comes Page Hangman Page and this is this is what I don't understand they have the Bucks Omega Hangman Hangman and Omega they have a little stare down you think maybe some animosity maybe some whatever no they give a little nonchalant fist bump to each other <laughs> and and then they stared each other down, but yeah, um, 
Yeah, the, the you know, again, I, I think this is the, the first chapter as opposed to the last chapter. And right. I, I hope that's what I hope that's the case. But yes, we do. <laughs> I mean, when I thought of Hangman and, and Omega earlier this year, it seemed like that was a can't miss. And this match just, you know, just happening to be the tournament finals as opposed to a grudge match. Um, yeah. It's the, the buildup again since All Out. It's it, it's just been there for me. I I do like that they did a tournament here, even though that tournament was going to be super predictable of who the two final finalists would be. Right? I I liked it though. I, I still liked the idea of that. Um, but yeah, the fist. The, the, this it's confusing at times because I still don't know which of these two is the face, which of these two is the heel. I still don't have a 100% certain grasp of that. No, I don't think anybody does. And, and I'll be honest, I don't know if AEW does. I don't know if they know who is supposed to work as the heel, work as the face, what um, what it's going to be. So this, this again, this was a, they did some great work with the interviews. They even had a, yes. a, a, a video montage later in the show set to, I think, Cinderella. Oh, that uh, was so good. The 80s band. Well, but like th- this. what you got. But this, but I think this almost negated a lot of that because it was like, what are you doing? Like, speaking, have, of, speaking of what are you doing, how do you talk over Rise Gear? Are you singing like that? I'm trying to sing. <laughs> sing all your good, fair, fair, fair critique, Matt. Raj, go ahead. Give us that Cinderella again. Uh, it's uh, the moment. It's, it's oh, past. no, come on. Oh. Give it all the time. All the time. <laughs> but that's a great song. How's Never it heard that in a uh, wrestling promo before, so that was awesome. How's it go? Uh, you don't know what you got until it's gone. Boo, Chapman. Boo. Boo this man. Boo this man. <laughs> Not even for stuff. your own podcast. You won't, even, you won't even do it again. You know that that had to be a Chris Jericho move. To get the rights to Cinderella? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could tell Jericho likes, uh, you know, is a Cinderella fan. You got to think that was his idea. 80s, 80s metal. Like, uh, that's my favorite genre. Me too. That's there was a funny tweet that uh, Tony Khan... I don't know if you guys saw this on his Twitter. Um, a fan said, you know, oh, AEW using the Cinderella. Uh, you know, what a way to this old guy's heart. And Tony Khan uh, quoted the tweet and said, finally, I've tapped into the 50 and over demo. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony with the 44, win there. Um, 44, Tony. <laughs> leave, leave us alone. <laughs> All right. So, uh, up next. So, as we talk, as, as I give my opinion of some head scratchers that this one might have been the best knock it out the park build uh, or a go home segment in the build here. So Tony Schiavone in the ring, he's got, uh, he's going to have, he's going to be moderating the face to face between John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. The stipulation being that again, they, they dropped Tony Khan's name a lot tonight. It was dropped even by even more people after this. Uh, the stipulation being they cannot engage. They can't get physical or the match is off. So, can't touch. Uh, so we get you know, Kingston out there. Moxley comes in. And this was a really, really good piece of business here. Uh, Eddie Kingston immediately gets Shivani out of there. And they touch on you know, this was they touch on Kingston talking about how, how long they've known each other and saying how, you know, th- you know, th- this opportunity here is the reason why my mother does not have a grandchild. This opportunity here in this business is the reason why my mother does not have a daughter in law. This is the, why the sacrifice. And then Moxley in the rebuttal saying that, you know, loyalty is a bitch. And he, he talks about sitting at the table with Andy Kingston's mother and the promise he made Eddie Kingston's mother, which is enraging Kingston. That he's talking about his mom. 
And, uh, and finally, Moxley says, you know, maybe what's going to happen is you're, after all these 18 years, you're going to realize you didn't deserve the shot at all. And Kingston is just selling the facials. He is fuming and, and, and just says, you better get ready to kill me. This is real. Uh, this, again, this was for not being able to touch each other. This really sold animosity and, and, and got to watch to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, you hit it. Why are people saying it's Tesla, not Cinderella? It's Cinderella. <laughs> it's Cinderella. I thought it was Cinderella, yeah. Yeah, it's not Tesla. All right. Uh, Raj, you excited for this I Quit match? Uh, my man, Eddie Kingston, he's on another level. He's one of those guys that he makes you believe uh, everything he's saying is real. Mm-hmm. And he, you just believe it. And I, I think he's great. Um I think he's one of the best promos in the biz right now. So uh, definitely, without he hasn't necessarily been built up great in the sense of giving him wins and and that you know uh, in in that respect. But yeah, he's been so good on the mic that you believe it. I'm into it. I think uh, I think it'll be fun. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a crazy match. Let me ask you this for the pay per view this Saturday because I don't I don't. I don't know a lot of people that actually would believe that Kingston's going to take the title off Moxley. What main events this Saturday? Oh, boy. You know, you have FTR and the Bucks. You have Cody and Darby. You have MJF and Jericho. I think MJF Jericho would be where I go. MJF Jericho will be the MVP. That'll be the main event. You technically could do FTR and the Bucks, though. I think you do uh, Kingston and Moxley just to the the world title should be the main event, you know. In, it in should be, but don't you think that's very anticlimactic though? Versus those other matches, and and they've done yeah, they've had pay per views where the world title wasn't the last match. So no, I I, I don't know what what match would you say had the has had the best build so far? Probably Jericho. Page and Omega. Oh, the right. build those two definitely, but. The biggest feel is Jericho MJF. That's the biggest matchup. Yeah, yeah. If they try to put Omega and Hangman as the main event, to use a, a, a phrase that Matt would say, they better they better not fart in church that one. That they better knock it out the freaking park. They would. That match would knock it out yeah. the park. I can't see it not being a five star match. Honestly, I can't. But that's a tough one. These are some good matchups. These are some pretty mm-hmm. big matchups. Well, never mind it just being a good match. Hangman and Omega, there has to be like some big climactic story. Something big well, yeah, has to happen. Obvious, that's what I mean. Um, no. But so you're saying if they don't have a five, if they have a five star match, but they don't deliver with the characters or the next step or the next half step of this story between those two. Yeah. Somebody needs to somebody needs to stick a knife in somebody's back, bluntly. You know what I mean? For that to finish the show, I, I just think MJF and Jericho has the most like story surrounding it that they can end on some kind of crazy ass note um that should be the man it i think it's the, it's the most interesting i feel like the other ones are a little more predictable i think mjf wins ftr wins i mean uh, i'm sorry uh, the young bucks win um so yeah i think that there's a lot of different ways you could go with uh, jericho and mjf how many yeah. times has jericho lost <sighs> i feel like every paper this year right he's lost to Orange Cassidy, he's lost to... Um, he, he was in that 5-on-5, that, five five, uh, that stadium stampede. He lost to that, and then he lost to Moxley. So, yeah, every pay-per-view this year, he's lost. Hmm. 
I was going to say, this is why I don't think that this was good use of him versus Orange Cassidy and and then putting Orange Cassidy over on him. All right, we'll see. Well, uh, so after this again, good promo. If you missed, if you if you didn't watch Dynamite and you're looking for recommendations, go check that promo out. Uh, next, we get a video that Pac sends in. Pac, you remember him? Pac, oh, remember yeah. remember him? He's been uh, he's they, they noted it. He's been months MIA. in MIA because of the pandemic. Um, and they uh, awesome looking edited video package of him standing on the beach. All of a sudden, we got. A million copies of him standing around himself and talking about how he's been a casualty of this rotten world and he's been alone. Um, but each day the passes are getting stronger, faster, and more obsessed. So this was a, a nice, a great reminder. And I got to, I got to hope that the reason they would now finally insert this after all these months is that they have a plan. Ho- hopefully, they're able to get him back to the states or something, and they have a plan to use him soon. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I took from it is that. It, it seems like uh, he'll be able to travel soon. And uh, I, I, it's funny. I didn't recognize him at first when he was on the couch. Like the other, you know, the, the other versions of him I did. But uh, it, it took me a second when uh, he, he had the, the dress shirt and everything on the couch. But that was a, a really cool promo. It was. It was different. It was different. Yeah. Well done. And the fact they just, they chose again, he's been off for seven months. The fact they chose tonight of all nights a go home show. Maybe is he back in the states and is he is he going to appear at full? Does he appear Saturday and interfere somewhere? Is, is that how? Is this why we did this now? Maybe we'll have to tune in to find out. Yeah, because <laughs> usually you know when WWE would do a vignette or something, they usually do it after a pay per view, like uh, yeah. To, yeah, to introduce a character. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him at full gear and, and somehow. It's so cool, too, because I, I got to interview him a few times when he was in WWE as he as Adrian Neville. A nice guy, obviously always super athletic and good, good in great shape for even though he's a smaller stature. It's so cool to see this different layer of him, this 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 aggressive, uh, I think, what does he call himself? The bastard. I, this, this, is, this is a great character. So I, I, it sucks that we've lost it for this last seven months. So I'm, I'm hoping that they do have a plan to get him back on to things here. And he keeps his character going. He's like MJF in that way. Like yes. he doesn't. Uh, he he's not different on social media. He's not you know nope. friendly and 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 nice on social media while being a, a dick on TV. He's you know he, he does that same character, which I love. Me too. I love the extra attention they pay to do it. You know what I mean? To their their characters to do that to carry it out on social media and not break girly kayfabe. Also, I love the fact that he looks like an actual professional athlete. He looks right. like. An actual pro wrestler. Yeah, for sure. And uh, speaking of MJF, uh, cheap plug, we have the Wrestling Inc. Daily every single day that comes out in the afternoon. And today, Wednesday's episode, we had uh, MJF on today. So um, You had MJF on? Yeah. Uh, uh, Nick Kalsman had MJF on today, yes. We had him on the episode. Sweet. So check that out. All right, uh, keeping it going. We get Nyla Rose. She's up against Red Velvet in what is uh, just set to be a squash match as uh, Nyla Rose is getting set to go up against... um, the AEW Women's Champion, uh, Sheeta. Uh, again, big squash against Red uh, Velvet. After the match, we see Vicky Guerrero grab a mic and she runs down and you know makes fun of Red Velvet. Oh, you're out here with Brandy Rhodes, a chief brand officer. You still can't win a match, Brandy. You should be the chief bullshit officer. Uh, runs the ladies out of town, and then Nyla and Vicky go over to Sheeta, who's sitting uh, or standing ringside. 
and they uh, begin to berate her. And again, another Tony Khan reference. Uh, Vicky talks about how Tony Khan's starting to listen to me now and made she to take the match against Rose. So again, it was noted, and I, I bring this up because I watched social media, and social media was very aware of this, that Tony's name was dropped more than it is on a normal basis. So whether that is just coincidence of promos or whether that is like some, you know, cliff or, not, or some red herring that he's going to, uh, appear as, as yeah. a character. Yeah, I don't I, I don't see them doing that yet with him. They've got to wait a little bit more for this, don't you think? I agree. I, I like to think it was like a little bit of a lack of quality control and they, they don't over script the performers and it just so happened that several performers just dropped Tony's name because it fit, you know. Yeah, that, that that's kind of what I thought too. Uh um, so yeah. Yeah, I um Nyla Rose should win this, right? With uh, Sheeta. I hope so. Yeah, I hope I so. Like the women's division is going nowhere with Sheeta on top right now, and that's no disrespect to her. It's just no. It's, it is what it is. It's the unfortunate truth for her. It's for all of us because I do think you know. What I mean, she's Nyla Rose is just a monster, monster, great heel, in my opinion. It's so easy to know who's the bad guy, who's the good guy, right? And by proxy, you're stuck automatically cheering for her opponent. That's what you should be doing as a heel. Yeah. Or put the or put the belt on Britt Baker, but they need they need to get this women's division going because it's it's they, just been the it, bigger it, star has to motion. be champ. Their bigger yeah. star needs to be a champion right now more than ever. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think Nyla has to win this and. Uh... But then, but then after Nyla wins it, it's like, all right, who you know, Chris Statlander's injured, and like, like who's the babyface that then can challenge Nyla? Because I say this, I don't think Britt wants to be the babyface. That was the original plan was for Britt to be the girl next door, pretty you know, uh, and, yeah. and, and, and dentist. She, I, Britt doesn't want that. Britt likes what she's doing as the heel, so it's like, right, they got to find a babyface who can be a babyface who can chase a, a Nyla Rose. And also be a be a thorn in the side to a Britt Baker. Stat, Stat, Statlander, obviously you mentioned that's a good one. Still waiting for them to drop the alien thing. It's silly. Um, she doesn't need it, but she's injured for a while, so she's yeah, out of the we, picture right now. Uh, speaking of interviews, we interviewed her last week on Wrestling Inc. And uh, yeah, she's still she's still out of action. So as far as who they got on the current roster, Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. I mean, is she's the NWA women? You know, she was the NWA Women's Champion. I don't know. Um, hey, there's no, there's no built-in babyface. Thunder Rosa. Why do I think Thunder Rosa got signed by WWE or the rumor that she got signed? Uh, she, she's not. She's uh, okay. She's still under contract with NWA. Okay. Billy Corgan made that known this past week. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't like the fake, fake news. The fake news. All right. Uh, we get a video from Darby Allen. He's uh goes up to a old car that's got the face of TNT spray painted on it gets in the car. And then we see somebody wearing a Cody Rhodes mask. Darby drives the car right into the guy. <laughs> it's the guy. Uh, that's a little, the whole, the whole face. That's a little bit relevant to the endings. That's why I, I decided to add that <laughs> to the recap here. All right. So we get the main event match, which is Cody along with Billy and Austin gun up against John silver, 10 and Colt Cabana of the dark order. Um, <laughs> Billy, who's just a at fifty something years oh old, just God, a freaking he's, he's just 
He, I mean, he's six five. He's just slamming people. I mean, the only one that's even close to his size is Colt. He even manhandles Colt. Commentary's yeah. putting it over Billy, just a thoroughbred. Billy, um, his his, yeah. his body looks like he's twenty five, thirty. Like he, yeah, he looks tremendous. Um, I mean, you know, and look, and I, I want to say this too before I get to the rest of the recap. I think it's cool because if you pay attention every week, they have the. The baby faces on one side, heels on the other side, ringside. Uh, Billy and his son are always there. They're always right there on the yep. face side, right next to the. They're, yep. they're, and they're into every match. They're so supportive. So I think it's cool that the company's given a chance to like these guys, and especially Billy to have this moment with his son and give his son some airtime. It's cool. Um, I just, but but as I watch it, as I and I'm like, all right, it's cool. I can't help but say like. Billy just overshadows and it's just star power over top of most of these guys. And I don't know if that's what they exactly want, but I can't help that that's what I see. Um, nonetheless, though, uh, you know, Billy hits his famous sir and all, all, all kinds of chaos going. Ultimately, though, Austin Gunn, his son, hits the crossroads. So he hits Cody's finish on Colt um, and then ends up uh, getting the pin one, two, three. So, uh, so Austin gets the pinfall victory. Which I guess Cody doesn't need the pinfall victory. Billy definitely doesn't need it. So I guess a nice little rub for Austin, right? Yes, definitely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it felt weird that this was the main event on your go home show for a pay per view, but <clears throat> well, right. right. And then so then after the match, uh, Dark Order, they're all coming out. They're looking like they're going to uh, try to outnumber. Um, try to outnumber and, and 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 ultimately that they get they get sent off. But we see Darby's been up doing Darby's been up, <laughs> in the, up in the upper bowl by himself the whole night. We keep seeing cutaways. Cody then starts to cut a promo on Darby and he says, "Oh Darby, you're so upset. You feel that TNT doesn't want you to be the face. So this is where that whole that whole vi- video that I mentioned earlier. You know, you don't they don't want you to be the face because you're 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 you are who you are and you're reckless, etc. Yeah. etc. Et yeah. Cody Cody kind of goes into business. He starts to goes into business and says, look, I'm the one that recruited you. I'm the one that sold you to the other EVPs to be in this Love company. It. Yeah. Like and yeah. So this, you know, they, they closed it out with some business. I still wonder, yeah. is this the best way? You know, Matt, is this the best way to end it where you have Cody cutting this promo and Darby's 200 feet away? Like, shouldn't Darby yeah. try to, like, come towards the ring here or something? Yes, but yes, but and I don't like that they always use Darby in the sting role, right? This is Sting in the rafters, obviously. Everything right. they do with him is a copycat of that, which I don't think you have to do. There has to be something original they can do with him without them putting him in a scenario in which, like, for instance, tonight, not to get his hands on Cody, right? Um, I don't know what that something is, i got to be honest, but I don't know. I, I just think I always laugh to myself when he's like, you know, 50,000 rows in the back of the arena by himself in the shadows lurking. Like that's so lame to me. And and when did the storyline start that Darby he's is? Brood, uh, he's brooding, brooding by himself, Raj. <laughs> he makes <some laughs> friends. But when did the storyline start that he feels like Cody doesn't want you know that uh, AEW doesn't well, want him to be champion? Like, did they mention that before? I feel like this came out of nowhere. Yeah. No, so this, Cody's saying it. Yeah. So I mean, obviously Darby went to a timeless draw, I think, with Cody, right. and then I don't know if this was vignettes that darby did that i missed or if it was dark stuff or whatever or as matt just said if matt's or if um excuse me if cody's revealing that as a little bit of like a pull the curtain back i'm not sure but i mean regardless cody kind of sold it he said like you know i think he sold it but you but yeah you're right i'm not sure 
maybe the chat room will correct us. I'm not sure if there was pieces that we missed here of. Yeah, yeah of it seemed that. to come out of nowhere. But yeah, I, I, well, overall, I thought it was an entertaining episode, uh, as AEW usually is, but uh, right. not necessarily. Uh, gosh, as far as selling the pay per view, I didn't think it was that uh, that great. Yeah, I mean, I'd say seven or seven point five at best out of ten. I give them an eight, but. I am excited for the pay-per-view, though. Yeah. No, again, on paper, I mean, despite critiques that maybe I just brought up here, but on paper, this, this is a really good show. This is a really solid show. FTR versus the Bucks, the build could be better. I know FTR, even one of the members of FTR even did an interview that I know we posted on Wrestling Inc. this past week. They even acknowledged maybe this build could have been better. Um, so, but yeah. we'll get the match. We'll finally get the match of them. Yeah, so. it's like I'm excited for the pay-per-view, but I have to remind myself. Like a, of what the card is, and, and it's it's not necessarily a build as it is the card. Um, so, yeah. all right. So there you go. So that was AEW Dynamite. All right, let's hop over to the uh, Capital Wrestling Center of NXT here as we open up uh, Ember Moon versus Dakota Kai. Of course, Dakota Kai got Raquel Gonzalez in her corner. Uh, all of NXT. There's no bad match. You can watch all the matches. You're going to be entertained if you like good belt to belt action. This was such, I will say, Ember Moon, who I'm a big fan of, and I, and I like to think I pay attention a lot to, brought out some new offensive moves and some new offensive sequences. Uh, so if you're into that kind of stuff, check that out. Uh, ultimately, though, if you're worrying about what comes out of this, um, Dakota, uh, distraction by Gonzalez to the referee, and this allows uh, Dakota Kai uh, to get a knee uh, to the face. Uh, of, of Ember Moon and Dakota Kai gets the victory here. So uh, Dakota Kai with the bodyguard of Raquel Gonzalez keeps steamrolling in NXT. I love Gonzalez. Me too. I think she's a star. Uh, it seemed too soon to beat Ember Moon. She just came back, but um, yeah. outside of that, yeah, I, I, again, Raquel Gonzalez, uh, I think they got something there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, we see Cameron Grimes. He's backstage. He is still tormented from his loss of Dexter Loomis in the Haunted House uh, of Terror. He's just he's paranoid by everything. Everything's startling and scaring him from uh, zombies uh, and everything. So he's 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 all all sorts lame. of <laughs> lame, scared. Depends on what you want to go with. Um, all right, so uh, coming back here, we got Shotzi Blackheart. She is uh, talking to William Regal, uh, who's letting her pick her opponent tonight due to the good job she did at hosting Halloween Havoc. She says she's a big fan of Tony Storm, so that's who she picks. So Blackheart versus Storm, that's going to be a match later tonight, so uh, stay tuned, folks. All right, uh, so we get Cameron Grimes versus Kushida. Again, Grimes all sorts of uh, worried and, and paranoid. Uh, very competitive. Uh, Kushida again. Kushida, Kushida's finally on a roll. Really looking good here. Um, what ends up happening? There's a ref bump, and then the second ref that comes out is the ref who ended up being a zombie in the, at the <laughs> Halloween Havoc. So Cameron Grimes is freaked the f out and is running away from this referee, <laughs> and ultimately <laughs> Kushida ends up getting a, a submission locked on and, and wins. It's kind of funny, I thought. I don't know, but it, it it is funny, even though I'm annoyed with it, you know. But that was original; it was different, at least for Cameron Grimes. What they did with the ref, right, to a degree. So give him credit. You see more upside with Kushida or Cameron Grimes? Upside, 
I don't like either talents, honestly. If we're talking like what main event level star or just what do you mean? Yeah, like who who will become a name on the main roster? I I can see Kushida. Yeah, I could see Kushida having a nice continuous career in NXT. I feel like Grimes, because he has so much character work, would go to Raw or SmackDown, but he would be twenty four seven R Truth comedy He's like bits. The, the Heath Slater kind of. Yeah. Role. Yes, yeah. definitely. And there's a role for that, guys, in every company. There, there, sure. there is. Sure. Yeah, I, but I don't, I don't, I don't see Kushida as the NXT World Champion that's setting a blaze, and I, and I don't see Cam. I, I think Cameron Grimes. I think Cameron Grimes has found a niche that makes him entertaining and funny, but it's not. He's never going to become NXT champion. I'm not going to be able to take him seriously. He's 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 gonna he's he's the R truth of NXT essentially. Right. Which R Truth's made a good career. Don't I don't want to make that sound like a put down, but as Matt just said, he just has a certain casting place and that's where he's gonna live right now. Right. Yeah. So all right. Um so we get a, a video package of Tony Storm, kind of building her up, reminding everybody who she is. She's gonna have a match later. Um all right. <laughs> Always one of my favorites. Drake Maverick and Killian Dane coming out. The uh, the odd couple continues. Drake doing his dancing to the ridiculous music. Dane not happy. Once again, they're up against Everrise. It's pretty much their weekly opponents. Um, so this is yeah, a match. Yeah, this is a match, but this ends up getting thrown away because we see out in the parking lot. Here comes Pat McAfee, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, and Pete Dunn. This is the new fa- uh, faction under McAfee's uh, direction. Uh, they NWO style it from the parking lot into the side entrance. Just beat the hell out of everybody uh, in the ring. And uh, Proceed to then cut another big promo here. McAfee on the mic leading the charge. I'll sum it up. He basically says, Undisputed Era came in, putting over all the guys of how big of a deal they were, um, but they were cocky. They were disrespectful to those, blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, McAfee now putting over his whole mindset of of being able to take out them. Uh, Tried to get very internet talk with i know they're not triple h nor vince will allow a talent to say marks but he kept saying you stupid internet fan and saying oh so now adam adam cole gets a push while oni and danny are, are back here and they, he tried to get very baseball terminology in the weeds of pushes and, and and stuff that we would normally say on this kind of show uh cuts the big promo end up taking an undisputed era banner burn it in a trash can they walk out uh they Get to the car. Killian Dane tries to attack. They end up smashing his head into a into the car and the car door, and they drive off. So, this is what we're setting up. Undisputed Era not seen now for several weeks. This is the the faction meant to run the place. Matt, are you buying a Pat McAfee's group here? Yes, yes, I am. I thought okay. he did a great job. Thought he did a great job. Sorry, guys, I'm still eating. Um, very, very good job. I love Pat McAfee. Um. And now I care more about two of those four guys that I normally wouldn't give a crap about any other week. Uh, or Sonny or whatever the hell his name is. See? I can't remember his name. Pat McAfee is so freaking good. Like, he is, uh, he just gets it. Like, he, he, he checks all the boxes. 100%. He's got the size. He's great on the mic. Yes. Man, if they if they allowed him to be like this on the main roster, he, he could be a difference maker. You know, you don't have many people like that. And, uh, mm. Yeah, he's, he's just so good. He's he's got it. 
Yeah. He, he overshadows the other guys. I mean, to your point, Matt, you can't mm-hmm. remember their names. I mean, that's yep. he, he, Pat is the star. Uh, but, uh, and, no doubt. And, and, but, um, yeah, he's really and, good. You know, and obviously this has been somewhat, uh, pieced together. You know, he, he mentions Ridge Holland and then Ridge gets hurt. Obviously Ridge was, you know, originally part of the plans. Pete seems like he was the one who was last inserted as a, an audible call. And I, I will say this, Pete Dunn is chiseled. Pete Dunn has a great gimmick of being kind of like the, kind of like the, he reminds me of like Fit Finley, just kind of like a no-nonsense, I'm-ready-to-fight-you kind of character and guy. I will say, yeah. as I'm watching Pat, Oni, Danny, and, and Pete, maybe I'm reading too much into this or trying to be too much of a smart guy here. Pete definitely kind of felt like I'm doing this because I'm being told to do it, but Pete, like I feel like Pete doesn't really want to necessarily be in a faction. I feel like Pete wants to get back to doing what he does best, which is as a solo guy. It did feel that way if I'm trying to over Maybe he, I'm overanalyzing it. but You are. Maybe you are, maybe you're not, but Pete, he needs this. He does need this, in my opinion. And it was only going to help him. So uh, it, it would seem, Raj, I mean, War Games usually is going to be coming soon, so this would seem like it's Pat's group of four, with himself included, up against Undisputed Air in a War Game situation, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And Pat, I mean, he's shown, you know, that match with Adam Cole. He can go. If, uh, so yeah, you can, and, and, you know, with War Games, you can wait to put it, you know, put him in later in the match and everything, and and it'll be fine. So, yeah, 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 yeah you can uh, you can Jim Cornette him, so to speak. Right. Um. All right. So stay tuned. To that uh, we get a back or not a backstage. We get a pre-tape of uh, Gargano. They're back at home, and they got uh, the the scream mask person. So they're just reminding you that there's a mystery person here. Um. You check that out. All right, so we get Shotzi versus Tony Storm. So this is a good match. Always love to see both these women, but the, this gets cut away from the match as um, well. Tony technically, Tony Storm technically, gets a victory, but we end up getting distraction as uh, Candice LeRae appears on the big screen, and she has uh, commandeered Shotzi's tank, and she hops into what looks like a I don't know Hummer or monster truck or some kind of big vehicle, runs over the tank, and then we see Candice. You know, cutting more promo in the front seat, ghost face mystery person sitting in the back seat as they drive off. So, um, still selling that whole thing from Halloween Havoc last week. Flying over the Hummer, I mean the uh, tank. The tank getting run over. Shotzi sold that this tank was like her best friend. It was like her puppy getting ran over. (laughs) (laughs) She did. She was like crying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 that was a little. I knew she was me. doing the. I knew she was doing the job tonight for sure, though. Yeah. Um, Tony Storm is op, not an opportunity, but potentially could be a very, very big star for this company. She checks all the boxes. She's got charisma, a great yeah. look. She's she can go in the Tons ring. Uh, she's the star. If if pro wrestling was dealt like uh, like Major League Baseball or NFL. God, Tony Khan and AEW's front office would be making offers of like, what, what female talent NXT and WWE would you be willing to trade to us, and we'll give you some cash, <laughs> or we'll give you a, a, a draft player to be named. Like we give give us a, give us any like we could use give us Tony Storm. We'll make Tony Storm the number one babyface. We need some draft picks right now. <laughs> um, yep. But then they got to send something in return, and it, it, it doesn't seem even. Right. Right. 
Uh, all right, we get a, a Timothy Thatcher Thatch's Thatch can. Uh, ultimately, you know, he's 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 doing more of his his submission and technical. We end up seeing. Well, we know him as Anthony Green. I, they ended up calling him his name. His name now is Austin or or excuse me, August Gray. Anthony Green was that's his name in the Indies. We saw him, I think, last week in the Thatcher segment. He and he got some one upsmen on Thatcher last week, so he jumps back in. And so, obviously, this is their way of introducing Anthony Green, who's going to be called August Gray, uh, uh, not being intimidated or uh, inferior to Timothy Thatcher. So, uh, I, I, I'm I'm fifty fifty with these Thatcher segments. Some weeks I like them, some weeks I don't. I don't know, but that's fair. That, that's fair though. Like, I yeah, they're I don't love them, but at least it is something. I'm just. He doesn't do it for me. I know he's fantastic in the ring. I love his style. I don't know. I just don't. I'm not entertained by his character is what I mean. I'm not drawn yeah. to him. Same. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 499 Super Chat from Spanish God-ish. Hey, Matt, do you have any Eddie Guerrero story? And long shot question, where can I buy your autograph? All right. No, you have to buy my autograph. Just message me your address. I'll send you something. Um. But um, Eddie Guerrero's story, I, I told the one on here a few weeks ago. I'd encourage you to go back and watch it. It was just about being on the road and having Eddie um, really uh, at a time that I really needed it, um, re- help, helping at the time reintroduce Christ into my, into my life. So there you go. Um, so thank you for the super chat and question there. Um, all right, that that's a super Eddie Guerrero fan. I know that's asked this question before. Oh, they have asked that before. Fifteen years ago, yeah. next week, right? Be when he when he passed. Wow, wow, yeah, many uh, Minneapolis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good lord, damn, that's mm-hmm. going by so fast. Wow. Um. All right, uh, Zia Lee backstage. She's had a bad run of things. Um. Uh, her down on everything her family's down and everything uh, William Regal brings her uh, a letter and basically Zaya says she needs to challenge Raquel she's Raquel Gonzalez she's been dishonored and so Regal says if this is what you want then this is what you'll get next week so Zaya Lee uh, looking for looking to rebound her career as she's been down in the dumps ain't happening uh, yeah uh, real quick, uh, super chat from our loyal fan Jackson Callens three ninety nine. Matt, you're my boy. Congrats, bedtime. Much love. Hey, thank you, my friend. Yeah, I'm exhausted, obviously, but hey, uh, commitment is a commitment. Got to watch these shows and be able to come on here and discuss it with you all. And uh, I wish I'd do my best to make sure I can't miss any. I feel bad I had to miss the last two um, because of my campaigning. So, thanks for the love, Jackson. Well, we're going to make up for it this week because you're on Saturday, right? After AEW? Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. So, finally, main event match. Eh, again, main event match. We don't have a lot to build to right now uh, with NXT, but it's uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Double Team Dream. There is history here. Dream with the cast and Ciampa. So, uh, yeah, again, a good match. You know, you know, watch it. A lot, of, a lot of good stuff here. Ultimately, though, um, we, we see. We see Champa get the victory over um, with his Willow's Bell um, to Velveteen Dream, 
no shenanigans, no real nothing much here. This is pretty straightforward. No, this was good. This was yeah. good, and, and this is a good win for him. Um, on paper, without any storyline to it, I'll, I'll admit I still would rather. I'd really like to see this match. There's not a setting I wouldn't want to watch this match. I don't think. I, <clears throat> I mean, um, Velveteen Dream is his stock has definitely fallen a lot. I mean, you could kind of see that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was it was good. Um, <clears throat> I think Velveteen Dream, uh, Matt, we would we would talk about how he seemed like a, a can't miss on the main roster, and I don't think that's the case anymore. Ooh. Right, he's got he's done some things and whatnot, you know, without getting into like a forty five minute dissertation about it. Um, right. He's done some things that have probably led to this, right? Um, we don't know for sure, but yeah, at the end of the know. day. End of the day, though, he's an incredibly entertaining character, has all the charisma in the world, um, and normally would have been, like you said, a can't-miss headline act, quite frankly. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see where, where it co- does he come out the other end from it. I don't know. No clue. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so, obviously, AEW next Wednesday will have a fallout from their pay-per-view, so that's a lot to build that's a lot to promote uh, nxt just kind of i mean again the, they don't they're not going to have an event i don't think so series weekend i think the next event raj am i correct it's early december am i right raj yeah they haven't uh, <clears throat> usually they, they they do have that you know war games <clears throat> is usually survivor series weekend but yeah, yeah. It, it's looking like december so, so. yeah nothing uh, nothing coming up yeah so we'll this see show i mean for me this this show for me was probably about a seven seven I give it a six point five. I just it was there. <laughs> it, it was there. Six and a half sounds about right. Um, I mean, it just felt like uh, it's you know again AEW they do have a pay per view, but it felt like they were both just kind of killing time this week. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean, the ratings are going to be down. I would think just with the news tonight. Um, oh, for sure. So I think December. Think we're going to start getting back to normal we're going to you know ratings wise and and, and business wise so um yeah yeah no for sure um yeah i think aw is always swinging for the fences nxt is a little more safe it just depends on what your flavor is and what you want so uh raj anything else before we call it a night i think that is i think that is all like uh really not much news wise that we didn't cover the other night so um yeah that's about it all right very good uh he is at bp matt morgan again congrats matt on the political uh all the i don't i don't even want to say political victory i just want to say the political efforts that you constantly put out and again it's, it's something to say that you are doing that being a great husband being a great father and still taking time to be with us uh, X amount of times a, a week. So uh, thank you and give Matt a follow. Uh, Raj, of course, thank you for keeping the ship running. Uh, I'll be back during the day thank tomorrow. You, the rest of Nick. <laughs> thank you on the rest of Nick Daily tomorrow. Uh, some combination of us will be back Friday night after SmackDown. <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. Uh, thanks for the super chats. Leave a comment, leave a like, share, tell your friend, spread the word. We're out. Good night. Be safe. Love you. Love everybody.